the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Trudy. Have you ever wondered how Peter had the faith to get out of the boat in the midst of fear? If so, stay tuned for this great podcast on peace in the midst of fear. This is the Dr. Trudy Podcast, where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos, where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a Ph.D. in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy. Hi, this is Dr. Trudy, and thank you for joining my podcast today. I hope that after you listen to this podcast that you will feel you will feel a sense of peace in your life. You'll have hope. You'll have um, contentment, and you'll have joy because that is what God wants for you. He wants you to walk in peace, and He wants you to walk in faith, and He wants you to walk in belief. And we can only do that by studying God's Word and believing that He is who He says He is, and He will do what He says He will do. I am the host of The Christian View and the executive producer of The Christian View, um, and I'm also a counselor here in Atlanta, Georgia, and a life coach, um, and I'd love to connect with you. So after you've listened to this podcast, I'd love for you to reach out to me via thechristianview.tv or trudysimmons.net and let me know how you're doing and what topics that you would like to discuss here on the Dr. Trudy podcast. So we're going to jump right in today. I want to talk about anxiety and fear. And, you know, we're all, we're in this COVID-19 right now, and most of us are in shelter in our homes. We're safe in our homes. But even in the midst of being safe in our homes, anxiety can run rapid in our minds, right? And uh, fear can can kind of take control. And we know that God is not the author of fear, nor is he the author of anxiety. Even though there are emotions, he, he is not the author of them. And we are called to fear God and only God. And anything else we are not to fear, and God in his goodness gave us 375 scriptures on fear. And so I would encourage you that if you are struggling with fear at any time, that you um, find those verses and really just pour pour them into your life and, and, and renew your mind on those scriptures because we can only fight fear with faith. And we can only have faith when we know who God truly is. And so... Um, I just want to encourage you today, you know, that our minds can play crazy things on us and can make it seem like the the fear and things, the anxiety and the doubt and the oppression and the depression is real when it's really not. And I know that because I had had myself in a prison for a long time and it was a prison of doubt, self-doubt, unbelief, depression and hopelessness. A time in my life when I just really didn't feel God's presence. I didn't feel worthy enough. I didn't feel called. And it was a prison that I put myself in and stayed in there for a long time until I finally started believing God's word and God's truth. So I want to I talk about 
today how to stay calm in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of when the fiery darts of worry, fear, and anxiety start coming at us, how to remain calm during these anxious times. And I've been doing a Bible study with a group of people that is just is just amazing. I know that we are in home shelter and we're not allowed to go out, but we can still fellowship. You know, I think the enemy meant for us to all be isolated, but God in his goodness knew that um, this virus would happen at such a time as this when technology is just off the charts amazing. And so we do this Zoom Bible study every Thursday night. And it's just, it's great with what the Lord has shown us. But the author is so amazing in that he breaks down chapter, um, Philippians chapter four, four through eight with the word calm, C-A-L-M. And so I want to go over that with you. And I hope that it resonates with you as much as it did with me. And it brings you hope and peace as much as it has for me. So I want to read Philippians four, four through eight. And it says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And verse 8 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it to practice. And the God of peace will be with you. And that is such an amazing promise to me, that the God of peace will be with you. So for those of you listening, I don't know what you're going through. It could be the... the um, the COVID-19 virus. It could be the COVID-19 virus plus a divorce or plus a sick child or a sick parent. It could be um, you're going through a job loss or, or transfer. It could be so many things that this promise holds true for all of us in every situation we're going through. The God of peace, he will be with you. It says that he will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. So that's something we need to all hold on to, especially during this time, is that the God of peace will always be with us. I want to break down now the word calm and what it means from Philippians 4, 4 through 8. So for Philippians 4, 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. So the C is celebrate God's goodness. Celebrate His goodness. My husband and I wrote a marriage book, and one of the seven attributes for a healthy marriage was to celebrate each other. Because so often we forget the good, and we're only looking at the bad. And we forget to praise. We forget to worship. We forget to celebrate. And then we fall into the trap of complaining and gossiping. We fall into the trap of having an unthankful heart. And once we do that, then bitterness and anger and resentment come in. So the C for calm is to celebrate God's goodness. God is larger than any problem you'll ever have. And when we focus on God rather than our problem, and we celebrate and we praise the Lord, our problems become smaller. You know, God is already in our tomorrows. He already knows what tomorrow will bring, and He knows that He can bring you through to tomorrow. So I encourage you to write that down. Celebrate God's goodness that he is larger than any problem you will ever face. No matter what it feels like, no matter what the enemy is telling you, God is good and God is great, and he is bigger than any problem that you have. 
So the A, let's move on to the A, is from Philippians 4, 6. And it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So the A is ask for God's help. And that's also talked about in Jeremiah 33, 3 and in James 1, 5. It's ask for God's help. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to ask him. And we don't have to be afraid to come before him and ask him. But I don't know about you. Sometimes um, I'm afraid to ask because I'm afraid he's not going to answer. Or it may not look like um, what I really want the answer to be. But I do know that God is faithful. And when I've asked him for things and those things haven't come to pass, I realized later on that it was be- it was for my own good. And so even being a parent, when my 4-year-old or 14-year-old asks for something and I know it's not in his best or her best interest, I offer different choices and different solutions. And I think that's what our Heavenly Father does. I don't think it. I know that's what our Heavenly Father does for us as well. When we ask Him for things and He knows the outcome may not be for our best interest, He does tend to switch and change things up for us. And in the end, we are so thankful. I remember all the times I asked for a certain boyfriend or a certain job and those things were not in my best interest interest and I'm so thankful that um, that he did not honor that request but he honored me with something even bigger and better so I'm sure you have op- you have examples in your life too where you've asked God for things and um, you got something even better or sometimes we ask for things and, and it just it's just a delayed he delays his answer for another time I know I've been praying about something for quite a while and I just felt the Holy Spirit say it's not the right time you're not ready and so sometimes we're asking for things that we are not spiritually ready for we're not mentally ready for or we're not physically ready for and so sometimes we just have to sit and wait and I don't mean just sitting still, but doing things to, to to strengthen ourselves, strengthen ourselves spiritually by spending more time in God's Word or getting in a Bible study, strengthening our mind on God's Word, strengthening our body by, by keeping it as healthy as we can be. And then when the time is right, God will bring it about for His good, for our good, and for His glory. Amen? All right, so the L in calm is from Philippians 4. Um, seven, and that says, finally, brother, no, no, I'm sorry, Philippians 4, 7 says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. And that is, leave your concerns. Leave your concerns at the foot of the cross, knowing and believing that we ask for it, and he's going to deliver in his timing and in his way for our benefit and for his glory leave our concerns with him and i don't know about you but i've left many concerns at the foot of the cross only to pick them back up again a minute later only to lay them back down again 5 minutes later later and each time i picked it up it seemed a little heavier the burden seemed a little heavier and i think that's because god's every time we pick it up We are saying, we don't trust you, God. We don't trust your timing. We don't trust your provision. We don't trust anything that you're doing. But God says to leave it, to leave it. And the peace of God, which trans all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. So leave it at the cross. Leave that broken relationship. Leave that job loss. Leave that um, prodigal son. Leave it there. 
and then stay in God's word because God's word is what is going to bring us understanding when we can't seem to understand in the natural. He will show us in the spiritual, in the supernatural. He will show us. And then it's going to guard our hearts. So often when we are not walking in God's peace, that our hearts are confused, our minds are confused. And that's when we open the door to those fiery darts of worry, anxiety, and fear. And that's where the enemy wants to keep us. Because if we can, if he can keep us on a spin wheel of worry, fear, anxiety, and doubt, and unbelief, we will be no effective for the kingdom. And he will have us right where he wants us paralyzed. But God says in verse 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Jesus Christ. And that's where we want to stay. So leave your concerns at the foot of the cross, knowing that God has your back and your best interest in mind. The last one is M, and that is from 4.8. And it says, Philippians 4.8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. So the M in calm is meditate. We need to be meditating on God's word. So I ask you, what are you thinking about during the day? What do you think about from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed? I mean, if you're like me and you have kids, you're thinking about a multiple of different things from getting breakfast made to getting the laundry done to getting homeschooling done. Um, Just so many things are going through your head. But scripture tells us whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, think on those things. Are you praising God throughout the day? Are you thanking him for your goodness, for his goodness, for the protection that he's placed over your life, over the life of your family? Are you just praising him because he is a good, good father? Or are you grumbling, complaining? you know, talking about everything negative you can think about. And I can say that because I spent a lot of my life complaining and being dissatisfied where God had me. And when I started changing my complaining into praising and having a heart of thankfulness and a heart of gratitude, life seemed to start changing for me. Now, I don't think my circumstances changed very much, um, but I changed. My heart posture changed where I could meditate on the good. I could meditate on all the the gifts that God had given me. And then when I started praising him and meditating on the good things and thinking about things that were good and right and lovely, I stopped comparing my life with other people. And I don't know about you, but the comparison trap is such a hard um, a hard hit from the enemy where he wants us to stay comparing our life and our journey to someone else. And that's not what God wants. He wants us to be joyful and to be content and to be thankful for where he has brought us. And that can only be done by meditating on his word. And as it says, whatever is true, whatever is true. So I want to give you three more tools How do you think on what is true? How do you think on what is noble? How do you think on what is right and what is pure, whatever is lovely and admirable? Let's talk about this. We have to, we have, we have to, we have to lay it down. All right. So I'm going to give you three R's. We have to recognize first if it's a lie or if it's truth. So we recognize what are you thinking on today? Grab that thought. Take every thought caught. Every caught, every sorry, every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So you grab that thought and you ask yourself, "Is it true?" So you have to recognize: is this a truth or it's a lie? And then, if it's a lie, then you need to reject it, right? 
So if you wake up in this morning and you you start heading down that negative path, you have to instantly say that is a lie. And then you have to find a truth to replace it with. First you find the lie, then you reject the lie, then you find that truth, okay? So if you wake up in the morning and you are feeling unloved and unworthy, well, you know right there that that is a lie straight from the pit of hell because God calls you loved and God calls you worthy. So you recognize it's a lie. And then you reject that. You just say, I reject that lie in the name of Jesus Christ because this is what Scripture says about who I am in Christ. And even though I may not feel it at the moment, God's Word is truth, and He says I'm the righteousness of Christ. He says I'm the bride of Christ and that you that I am loved. So recognize the lie, then reject the lie, and then you repre- replace the lie with the truth. That's what you need to do. So I want you to write that down. The three R's, recognize, reject, and replace. Because we are in a war, and the, and the enemy wants us to walk around in chaos and confusion. He wants us to walk around in complaining and grumbling. But if we go back to Philippians 4, 4 through 8, and we practice the word calm, which is the C is celebrate, the A is ask for help, the L is leave our concern, and the M is to meditate on God's goodness. And then, once we've done that, then we can also, we can recognize the lie, we can replace the lie with the truth after we reject the lie. And that's how we can walk in freedom each and every day. So I want to thank you again for joining in. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to write me. Go to Trudy at TrudySimmons.net or thechristianview.tv, and let me know how you're doing and how I can better serve you. Have a great day, and remember that God loves you just the way you are, and He accepts you just the way you are. So celebrate His goodness today. Celebrate His love today. Celebrate the victories in your life today. And I'll see you next time here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net. And help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast.